Election College, episode number 309, Mamie Eisenhower. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Jason, I feel like it's been a long time since we talked about Mamie, but for some reason, there's something in my head that says we did an episode on her. But guess what? I uh, I called up the podcast factory and uh, checked back through all of our uh, all of our paperwork in the filing cabinet and everything, and there's no record of a of an episode of Election College about Mamie Eisenhower solely. So we're gonna do another one. It's the lost episode. I I just I I am positive it exists. So if someone out there can find it for me, let me know. But either way, there's gonna be this one too. So did we do all of the first ladies? No, so we did all the pres- like all the elections, and then we went back and did a couple of little things, and then we started doing the presidents, and then we got so far up to the presidents that we realized we should do first ladies, and we should do vice presidents, and stuff like that. So we did all the vi- all the the first ladies to catch up, and now we've been kind of doing, you know, president, first lady, vice president, although, I don't know, it's all a mixture and mess of things, so... It is a mess. And hey, you know, speaking of messes, this is our fourth anniversary. Is it really? Happy anniversary. Oh, you're right. Because, yeah, it was like July 2nd, right? Yeah. Yeah. 2015. Not so. Good for us. Four years, 300 and some episodes. That's some fortitude right there on our part. Fortitude and stupidity are (laughs) expertise. (laughs) Hey, I was wondering, and I don't know. I haven't asked you this yet, and I haven't asked our audience. haven't asked anyone. This is the first time it's coming out of my being. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Do you think we should go back and, like, do all of the elections again now that we're so much smarter? Oh, man. Part of me wants to say, yeah, that's a great idea. And another part of me says we should probably listen to the old ones to see what we missed and stuff like that. But then there's the fact that I'm just not going to listen to my own voice for that many hours in a row. No way. And I feel like a lot more people are going to be interested in this topic. Yeah. Because, like, the debates have already started. That's true. Wow. That's crazy, first of all. I mean, I'm thinking, do we redo the music at the beginning and, like, kind of relaunch the podcast or what? I don't know. All you listeners out there shoot us a message, send us a tweet, post in the Facebook group, whatever you got to do, send the carrier pigeon. Um, send the podcast smoke signal, whatever it is you're going to do. Uh, and let us know if you would like us to go back and rehash all of the election episodes. Because I could see some merit in that for sure. I could also see it being a colossal waste of time if people don't want it. So let's see if they want it. And if they do, I'll I'll do anything for a dollar, right? Right, yeah. And based upon the reviews, like some people are like, hey, this guy's got off to a really good start. And then it got really lame and then other people were like it was really lame when it started but now (laughs) now they've hit a stride that's true so Mm. yeah like let us know we need some feedback truth and i'll you know 
I'll start paying attention to uh, being a little more proactive in uh, right. social media and stuff. But I don't know. We'll see. You people. You people out there. I was kidding about to do anything for a dollar. There's only a few things I'd do for a dollar. There's very little I would do for a dollar. Yeah. Mamie. So Mamie. <laughs> Mamie Eisenhower, born in Boone, Iowa. And she was the second child to John Sheldon Dowd, who was a man who packed meat. He was a meatpacking executive. His wife, Elvira, or Olivera, I'm not really sure how to uh, pronounce it, but it's E-L-I-V-E-R-A. Olivera, Elvira. It's not Elvira. It's something like that. Elivera. Elivera. No. I'm sure however you pronounce it, it's cool sounding because there's enough syllables in there to make it neat. Yeah. Man, they lived, like, into the 50s, and, like, she lived until 1960. Yeah. That's some longevity. It is. Uh, She was, uh, she moved around a lot. Uh, She grew up in Cedar Rapids, in Colorado Springs, in Denver. Uh, So they were moving around a little bit. And they also had a home in Texas, in San Antonio. Jason, you were near there recently. Yeah. I was. Man, it's all tied together. It is. The Wonderful Adventures of Jason and Mame Eisenhower. Mamie. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you said Mame. Oh, my voice might have cracked out. Oh. Uh, Yeah, so her dad, he retires at the age of 36. Well, no wonder he lives so long. I'd live a long time, too, if I retired at 36. (laughs) I'm not even 36 yet, and I'm already maybe getting to the end here. Who knows? Yeah. So she has three sisters, Eleanor, Ada, and Mabel. And get this, Mabel's nickname was Mike. That's fine. That's a rough one. You know, the other day at Costco, I was taking um, something back, and they're like, you're not Melissa. (laughs) It's like, no, but we have the same membership number. And the same credit card and everything else. So get over it. Got my two bucks back. Anyway, (laughs) so what? She had a she had a sister named Mike. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, She goes to the Walcott School for Girls, which is a finishing school, and shortly after finishing her education, she meets Dwight there in San Antonio in October of 1915. Mrs. Lulu Harris, who was the wife of an officer there at Fort Sam Houston, injured, makes the introduction, and they hit it off. And Ike is like, hey, Miss Dowd, come on with me. And on Valentine's Day in 1916, he's like, here's a miniature of my West Point class ring. We're going to get married. And wouldn't you know it, by July 1st, 1916... She's 19 years old. They go over to Denver. They say hello to the preacher. They said, let's say, hey, I do. That's Elvis. Yeah. And then um, Elvis wasn't there. But, you know, they're there. (laughs) They uh, spend a little while in Colorado honeymooning and doing what you do there. And (laughs) then they... uh, They go back to uh, San Antonio, where they live, at uh, Fort Sam Houston. 
Jason, as we're recording this, they were married 103 years ago today. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Uh, so they have some children, and, you know, that's how that goes. Their kids, uh, only one of them lives to adulthood. Uh, for a long time, Mamie kind of just was an army wife. Um, not like the show, I'm sure. But is there a show called Army Wives? There was a show called, I mean, I don't know if there still is, but oh. I remember seeing advertisements for it. Really? Yeah. Like in the last couple of years. Oh. I'm sure it's dramatic and who knows. I'm so out of touch with pop culture. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, she, you know, moves around from all the different posts to the nether post with her, uh, with her husband. Uh, she was in the Panama Canal Zone. Uh, they went over to France. They were in the Philippines. And really, Mamie was used to a lot more nice things than she was getting at these posts and in the military life. But she she grew accustomed to it. And they moved a whopping 28 times between when they got married and when he retired as the president, which... We're not there yet, but 28 times in a matter of not that long. I mean, 40 years, That's 50 nuts. years. Yeah. So during the Second World War, um, Mamie lives in Washington, D.C. And he, you know, he's still in the military. If you haven't listened to our episodes on Ike, you should go back. There's four of them uh, immediately before this episode in your feed. And it wasn't long before he becomes president of Columbia University. And they purchase a farm in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And this is the first time they had ever bought a house. And it was, um, you know, it's hard to buy a home when you're moving around constantly. And they didn't quite have it the way they wanted it to be. You know, they were going to put some work into it. And uh, they didn't finish doing that for another seven or eight years until, uh, until they got that home finalized in the way they wanted it. Well, you know what messes up some really good plans? You get elected president of the United States. That'll mess them up for sure. Yeah. So they leave Gettysburg because they move into the White House. So get this about Mamie. She's outgoing, and she fits the bill uh, for a very outgoing, well-dressed, well-liked first lady. She's all about wearing pink and setting fashion trends and get this i didn't realize this but she was so fond of pink that they called it mamie pink and that kicked off a national trend for pink clothing housewares and bathrooms ben you're taking my grandma yep yep me too our grandma loved to wear pink but she probably picked it up during this time period too. Yeah, the bathroom had these <laughs> pink countertops yeah. with like the outline. Oh, you all are gonna know about this, right? They had the outlines of the boomerangs. Like that's the only way I can describe it. Yeah, I, it, it's in my head right now. Mamie Eisenhower. That's probably the reason why Grandma's bathroom looked the way it did. Entirely possible. Even the whether it was Grandma there, or not. Yeah. It's funny because one time Grandpa, I don't know if you remember this, but Grandpa um, replaced a couple of the tiles in the bathroom, and they were, like, of this trucking company. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he replaced Grandma's nice pink tiles with her, her Mamie pink 
tiles right. with uh, like such and such semi company. I think it had eight hundred number on it. I remember it was a red semi tractor trailer on it. Oh no. Where did they get tiles like that anyway? I have no idea. Man, the nineteen fifties. No Mamie Pink. This is starting I'm starting to it's all starting to come together for me. That's right. Life is making sense. So Mamie was outgoing and she was gracious and everything, but she also kind of had to guard her privacy a little bit. Uh, she had Meniere's disease, and with that, she has some equilibrium issues because there's some disorders in her inner ear. And a lot of people, unfortunately, would accuse her or say behind her back that she had a drinking problem because she was not terribly steady on her feet just because of that equilibrium issue. So you can imagine this made her, uh, even though she was very outgoing and wanted to be around people, made her want to stay away from people as well, I would imagine. Um, one funny thing, even though she's the the first lady and, you know, she should have anything she wants and she's very elegant, she also was a coupon clipper and she would clip out coupons for members of the, the White House staff, um, for things that they needed. And, uh, she was, uh, she, she preferred to cook at home. She even had, uh, Mamie's million dollar fudge, which is a recipe that, um, all, over the country people were making after it was publicized that that was her recipe so she was kind of um you know a simple woman but also liked extravagant things man did you hear the story about when john kennedy and jackie kennedy come to the white house you know after winning the election uh-huh. she's not too happy about the kennedys moving into the white house yeah and jackie had just had john jr like uh-huh. two weeks prior to the tour. And she didn't let Jackie know that there was a wheelchair available to her. Yeah. And <laughs> Mamie goes, um, she never asked. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And on the other side of that, um, Mrs. Kennedy, uh, just chose not to let it seem as if it was bothering her too, because that's just what you did. You, you picked on people and, and then you didn't let them know it was bothering you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a little different today. <laughs> a little bit. So in 1961, uh, Ike retires, and along with him, Mamie retires. They go to Gettysburg, where they, uh, you know, they had purchased their home and did some work on it. They also had a home in Palm Desert, California, but they definitely spent more time in Gettysburg than they did in California. And he passes away in 1969, and she continues to live on the farm there in Gettysburg, uh, full-time pretty much. And in the 1970s, in the later 1970s, she moves to Washington, D.C., and moved into an apartment there just to be closer to some of the people who could help care for her a little bit. Uh, There was a point where she appeared in a commercial for Richard Nixon, um, but that was pretty much the end of her public career. You know, she didn't really, she, it wasn't like she was a, a elder stateswoman or anything like that. She, she kind of was happy being retired. Yeah. Crazy story about on October uh, 31st of 79, she's like, Hey, Mary Jean, who's her granddaughter. Um, I'm going to die the next day. And then November 1st, she was gone. 
What a weird way to go, like to know that you're going to pass the very next day. Yeah. It's almost like a Bible story. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, she is honored with a historic site in Boone, Iowa, because, you know, that's where she's from. So they decided to honor her with that. And also there is a park in Denver with her name on it uh, and a library out in Colorado. So a couple different places around the country that decided to honor a first lady. Uh, Many, many, many places, as we talked about before, honored her husband. But it's nice to see she got some recognition publicly uh, from those who knew her after she was gone as well. Yeah, remember the ladies, for goodness sake. Hey, you know why we stopped doing all those First Lady episodes? No, I don't. Because the listenership was way down. Maybe. That's the reason. We were like, what is going on with that? I believe you. I just can't remember. So for goodness (laughs) sake, if you did listen to this episode and you wanted to uh, speed through the personal stuff, like the tiles, the bathroom tiles, yeah, Jason and Ben's grandma's bathroom tiles, um, you know, share the episode with your friends. It's a little first lady history for you. There you go. And while you're sharing it with your friends, make sure to leave us a review, a kind, nice review over at iTunes. Uh, we would really appreciate that, and we think you would be feeling pretty good about it as well. Yeah. Good thoughts. Good feels yeah. all around. We'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.